Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Bunker looking to get close side of Bunker. Le Bunker away from Davis. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to the Empire Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, it's a very happy bunch of Reading FC fans today. Three points, no centre-backs, clean sheet. That is very Reading FC. To help me talk through, uh, uh, I wouldn't say magnificent, but very good win against Middlesbrough is Nick Holton. Hi, Nick. Hi, Paul. And I've also been joined by Eric Ogard. How you doing? Yeah, hi, Paul. So we saw two changes today coming into today's match. We saw Tetek coming in and we also saw Drinkwater starting his first match. What was interesting, though, was Puskas missed out again, Nick. Were you surprised by this news? Yeah, I was quite surprised. I, I thought last week against Fulham, Hoyle obviously came in for tactical reasons. So I assumed at home we'd go back to having a striker. Um, I mean, Hoyle, it's done okay. He didn't do anything spectacular in either game. Uh, Fulham as well so, so I didn't think it was assured he'd keep his place but it's working okay uh, Puskas has actually been playing a lot better lately as well so I feel like it's not good for his confidence just to chuck him in the cold a bit and he's not really getting on very early to make an impact in the game so it's just like he's doing a job which is what you want from your players but it's not going to get him a goal which is what he needs to now kick on so yeah I was, I was quite surprised by that and in a way I was quite disappointed to be honest not to see see him get back in the team and actually have an out-and-out striker up front at home to uh, what I'd call a pretty average championship team. Yeah, they were very average, weren't they, Eric? On the flip side, Hoylet doing pretty well, isn't he, in that position? Yeah, he's playing quite well. Yeah, I mean, I was more more distracted in this, with the starting lineup. but who, who was going to play in defence? It was like the, the 11 came out and I, I really couldn't work out who was going to play where. Because I don't know for some for some reason I had it in my mind that Tetek was left footed. I, I think I got that wrong completely. So I was thinking, where's he going to play? But um, yeah, credit to him, play well, well at right back considering he's a midfielder and it was his first championship game this season. So fair I play. think I think he's one of those players that's horribly gifted and can play with either foot. Yeah, 
probably slightly better with his right, but just uh, just ridiculously tight. Yeah, I, I don't know where I got it from, but I was just watching the, the, the 11 come out and I was going, who's going to play at right back? I just couldn't work it out in my head. And obviously we didn't have any centre-halves at all. So you, you, you're you worried anyway. But credit to Yeardom and, and Laurent. Well, all the back four. You know, it's our first clean sheet. So we'll, we'll take it all day long. Yeah, definitely. We'll come on to Teto a bit later, but getting into the early part of the game there, Nick, uh, quite a solid start and lots of nice patterns, but no actual kind of end product. Yeah, we didn't really create many clear-cut chances in the first half. Anyone I can think of is, is the swift chance. Uh, but the, the play and the, the build-up is fantastic to see. And they're all working well off each other and having that calm, cool composure of, and quality of Danny Drinkwater is really helping set the play up. And he'll play it from the back, which is great, because I think we struggled with a midfielder to do that, to play out from that back and get out of tight tight spots earlier in the season. Uh, Delhi Bashiri likes to move forward from deep. And yeah, the three front the front three behind Hoyle or front four if you want to add Hoyle to that as well. They're all such great footballers and it's a joy to watch. It's becoming sexy football. And if we can start adding a few more clear cut chances, scoring a few more well, we're scoring a lot this season, so that's not a really fair comment, but if we start putting away our chances, we can we can start to look at thrashing someone soon. Yeah, I honestly think that could happen at some point. Um, that is absolutely the death knell for Reading FC there, isn't it? Me <laughs> saying that, that means it will definitely go the other way around. But I'm feeling that at some point it's going to click, Eric. And you look at the players we've got. I mean, the chance that we have for John Swift in the first half, he said after the match he probably should have scored there at the levels that he is at. It's not an easy chance, but... The pass from Halevich is just wonderful again. It's very similar to the one against QPR. Yeah, it was just a fantastic through ball by Halevich. And um, it's um, very sort of uh, Michael Elise-esque, isn't it? He's almost like a, a, a ready-made replacement that we've got there for Elise, which is, you know, at the start of the season, you think we're going to struggle to replace him. But actually, Halilovic has come in. And you, you could definitely see why Barcelona kind of signed him as a youngster. He's got that bit of quality he's got that bit of skill there was also one point where he um fainted the player just went straight past him absolutely beautiful but uh yeah swift i think he just he, i don't think he realized how much time and space he had and just kind of snatched the sh at the shot a little bit which you'll you'll let him off for considering the sort of form he's been in this season but i think in terms of like the uh, reading clicking like scoring goals hasn't been the problem so far it's all been all at the other end uh, conceding too many so the clean sheet is the the most encouraging for me just being able to keep a clean sheet especially with no center half so um good news and if we can just keep playing as we are going forward i think we'll beat beat a few teams yeah definitely there was another moment in the first half when swift has a shot and he could have passed to uh, bashir in the middle of the goal but he didn't quite see it because his shooting brain is so on and they were talking about it on sky saying how Panovic has told him to pass less this season when he's in front of goal and shoot. And they were absolutely drooling over him on Sky. He also had a, a free kick. Yeah, he had, he had a free kick where um, he actually hit Josh Laurent in the wall <laughs> and he'd give the keeper the eyes that he was going to go over the wall and he went the keeper's side and the keeper was took a step. So I think that it could have gone in if it hadn't hit Laurent. He, he didn't really have a chance to move, but it was another good chance. Yeah, it's poor from LeBron, I've got to say. Disgrace. <laughs> hit him at the team. <laughs> yeah, hit him like a bullet. But kind of going into half time, it was a pretty even match, Nick. I wasn't quite sure which way it was going to go. I was obviously 
pretty nervous about the two centre-backs and especially Tetak there at right-back. But he's had a magnificent first half and just developed over the whole of the game, didn't he? Yeah, he was brilliant. I was surprised to see him come into the team. Uh, I was hoping Rhino would be fit and the Eden moving on Rhino might play there. But uh, yeah, I felt, as Eric said, we weren't sure who, who would be the right-back today. But I think Tetek did a really good job there. Um, I think early on, he might have strayed a little bit in the first five or so minutes slightly, but generally nothing really got past him. The only chance that got past him was in the second half where he got the yellow card and pulled the guy back and made the tackle after. Uh, but just very good play, got forward well, good footballer. He's a good passer of the ball. You can see he's a good midfielder from that element of it. And to be honest, I mean, we've said before when Yedem's been injured, now Aruna's been out for however long he's been out for now. We don't really like Tom Holmes playing there because he's not suited there. Maybe Tetek can be that, that resilience instead. And I don't think he's done his chances any harm. I think he could be a good option there now. As a, I, Obviously, I'd say he's a centre midfielder going forward, but let's play him right back again. If Yudon can't play there, I think he's he's earned that, earned that chance. Yeah, I, I don't see why we shouldn't try that. I mean, obviously, some teams will take advantage of the lack of height, but it's yeah. not like there's never been any shorter fullbacks that have done well. I, I mean, there's quite a lot. Yeah, I feel like Middlesbrough actually targeted that right side at first. They saw the weakness. I mean, Warnock knows. He knows there's going to be either the centre-backs or the right somewhere. There's going to be an issue with the injuries we've got. And it looked like they were hitting that, that left-hand side quite a lot and going for Tetek. But he held his own and that soon died out. And once that, that threat was gone, I think their chances were limited. I, I can't recall Middlesbrough actually threatening uh, completely makeshift back four at all. Yeah, I was really baffled by the tactics from Middlesbrough, um, Eric. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, but ultimately, I was surprised that Colin is not putting crosses into that box and putting the goalie under pressure because they just have nothing really, absolutely nothing throughout the game. They're just very, very limited. Yeah, utterly bizarre because normally a Colin side, you see lots of crosses, you see a bit of route one sort of early balls up front and... I thought we'd see a lot more of that. And then they also had Ik Piazzu on the bench, a uh, former Reading youngster who's very big and physical, and they didn't even put him on. And you're just thinking, what, what, what are they doing? But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll take it all day long, you know. And the, the strange thing was Warnock came off and afterwards said he was pleased with the performance and he just thought they were unlucky, uh, <laughs> which is a bit odd. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll take it. Credit to the back four, right, because they, they kept them all quiet and, like, to Tetek's point, the the winger, the, uh, Jones, is it from Middlesbrough? He they made some noise about him on Sky before the game, but he he actually got substituted, which is probably the biggest credit you could pay to to Tetek. I know he was booked, but in the end, um, Warnock gave up and, and took him off. So fair play to Tetek. Yeah, I'm not going to worry about Tetek yellow card there. He did exactly the right thing. He's subdued exactly. for the whole of the game. He, that's not a problem, is it? No, but brilliant. We go into the second half, we're feeling, okay, first goal here is going to be massive. Both teams are not, you know, absolutely flying here. We have a golden opportunity for TDB here to get another goal at the, I keep on wanting to say Medeski, at the SVL. But it's not a terrible shot, Nick, but I think he should be scoring here. But really good build-up as well. Yeah, the, the build-up is, again, talking about sexy football, that was one of the sexiest moments I've seen at the Select Car Leeson Stadium in a, in a long time. And uh, Drinkwater's through ball, I think it was. Um, and he's in, he's got so much time, maybe too much time. Uh, I feel like he's just going to slot it under. 
Lumley, and he's quite a big keeper. He's he's got big legs, and I think he's just got a leg on it. Dealt with it, but maybe she dink it. Maybe he had too much time. Should score. That should have been two 0 actually because of the swift chance. And as Eric said earlier, he had a lot of time as well. And in his form, you expect him to score. So disappointing. You think you know is this chance going to come? I feel like the goal was coming, um, but yeah, it was frustrating because that was a we hadn't created many chances, and that was the second golden opportunity that we've we'd squandered so so far and uh yeah good save from Lumley but he should score great play great play to play him in and yeah I just love watching these players at the minute they're just such a joy to watch it's just I mean last season we had similar with uh Elise and uh, Swift was injured but Jara and Jao but now we've got Halilovic who I'm so excited about Drinkwater Deli Bashiri sitting in the midfield and linking up like that with Hoyle as an option Ajara as an option it's just great honestly it's great to watch it's, as a running fan, yeah, we've got our problems, but at least we can be happy watching watching talented footballers every week at the moment. Makes up for it a little bit. Yeah, the midfield's crazy, isn't it? Um, it's one of the best selections we've had for a long, long time. I mean, you can have players having a slight off day. Swift doesn't need to be brilliant every match now, which just makes it so much easier. He's got other players around him. Ijaria might step up. Um, you could have TDB. You could have Halovic. It's which one is going to step up and make that little bit of magic. But in the 55th minute, we finally get the goal and it's a beautiful build-up. Maybe not such a polished finish there, Eric, but we take it. Yeah, and the, you're talking about which player is going to step up and the goal was just a, a combination of all, right? You had um, Hoylet, um, Dele Bashiru, Swift, and then finally Halilovic all involved in it. It was a beautiful goal great bit of movement from Hoylet, some great passing and the finish was um, one of the ugliest you'll ever see but um, yeah as a Reading fan you'll take it all day long I think he tried to hit it with his right foot and it's actually bounced onto his left foot and the, the keeper and defender just completely no chance to to get it but yeah great for him to to get his first goal for Reading and uh, well deserved based on his performance and John Swift, again, with another assist. He's top of the goal-scoring charts. He's top of the assist charts. So, what start to the season? And yet another assist from, from Swift. He's the best player in the league right now. And he has been yeah. since the start of the season. I don't have any problem saying that. All the stats will back that up. But I've got to say, that finish reminded me a little bit of Jason Roberts in his first goal for Reading. Just kind of hitting him rather than actually meaning to put in. It doesn't matter though, does it, Nat? It's a goal and we're, we're moving forward, aren't we, Nick? Yeah, I talked about Jason Roberts, the way he bundled it in after missing the penalty, wasn't it? And uh, yeah. Yeah, it does sort of hit Halilovic and we're up and running. And Lumley actually looks like he gets wrong footed slightly, maybe the defender slightly in his way. Uh, but he goes in and happy days after the two squandered chances, we get that bit of luck with the finish. and. Yeah, one nil. And I, I can't see us. I know we have a makeshift defence, and there's always that worry. But I can't see us losing it after that. I feel like we might even go on to get the second and third. Yeah, that's a brave mindset, there, Nick. <laughs> a brave mindset. I understand what you're saying. We are looking good at that point, but then what happens is we slightly sit back. Now, people will criticise Pranovic slightly for this and say, "Oh, you shouldn't have done that." But then, if you look at the subs bench there, Eric, who does he bring on? I mean, you got Puskas. And that's it. So he's got to kind of keep their fitness at a certain level because we've also got a game coming up. He's got no depth at all now, has he? So I think he managed the game pretty well today. 
Yeah, absolutely zero depth. And also you saw Tetek had cramp, so had to come off. They put a 17-year-old centre-half in at right-back. Um, to be fair, Stickland did get a block in, so mm. fair play to him. But in terms of options on the bench, you're, you're, you're not looking at, um, at the most experienced bench. And Pushkas, although he has been playing a bit better recently, you wouldn't say he's the ultimate kind of player to, to play up front if you want to keep possession. Um, so perhaps you, you, you don't put him on and Hoylet kind of does that maybe slightly better, but then Hoylet took a really nasty whack to the face and his nose was bleeding. So Pushkas did have to come on right at the end. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what we do because hopefully we have some players that will start coming back to some sort of fitness so that we can have some options on the bench because otherwise we're just going to keep seeing more injuries. If we rely on the same 11, um they they're gonna they're gonna get tired and say tetek today with the with the cramp toilet with potentially his nose broken i don't know it might just been a whack but again you're thinking let's hope they're not out or, or miss any time Platovic, from what i've read didn't seem to be too worried about either injuries but um who knows you've seen them before and then all of a sudden they're out for six months so you're never quite <laughs> sure are you but one of the major reasons why we were pushed back a bit, it wasn't constant bombardment from uh, Middlesbrough at all, was Crooks coming on to the pitch. He made a real difference for them. And he had an opportunity when Southwood, I thought, kind of proved Cloud Bravey is as a goal. And he comes out, could have easily got kicked in the face there. He does it a little bit later. But you think that's the game-changing moment when it hits him on the head and Yadam. If that goes in, Nick, the pressure builds on us massively. Yeah, we're tiring at that point as well, as, as we've just touched on. Uh, we're sitting back, we're protecting a lead, maybe giving Middlesbrough, we were definitely giving Middlesbrough a bit too much time, but we don't really have any options on the bench to bring on that, that we trust at the moment. The manager clearly doesn't trust enough. And um, I mean, that was probably, apart from maybe the late chances, that was the scariest moment of the game because we didn't, you couldn't really see what's happening. It was just flashing across goal, it hits Southwood and Yeardom and it bounces out and we get away with it. But Luckily, other than that, Middlesbrough didn't really have any idea, despite having the time on the ball that we gave them and let them bring the ball forward from centre-back with Del Fry and McNair. They didn't really know what to do with it. They had no idea at all. And that helped us see it out with, with what was a tiring team and a, and a makeshift defence. But yeah, we did get away with that. Crooks is a bit of a big guy, isn't he? He's um, a bit of a handful. He's a big guy. He's a centre midfielder, I think. Um, he's the size of a centre-back or, or, or a target man. So... Um, obviously, it was great to see him get sent off moments later. Yeah. Um, did you think there was a red nick at the ground? I couldn't really see it. And I've seen a lot of people, just because I was the other side of the ground, and uh, I've seen a lot of people say it definitely wasn't a red. I need to sit back. Um, it looked like Southwood jumped on the ball. He was jumping for the ball 50-50. Obviously, it's a foul, maybe a yellow, but probably a red's harsh. But I didn't see how he connects with Southwood. So. Yeah. Um, at the moment, I'd probably say that sort of challenge would normally be yellow, but it, it could have been a horror challenge from what I, I'd have to see a replay to fully judge it, if I'm honest. Um, but either way, it is great to see an opposition player get sent off at the, at the stadium. So oh, it's a, a great moment. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what you guys thought from, uh, from the, te uh, the t uh, TV. Was it? Yeah, no, it's one of those ones. Uh, if I was at the ground, I would have thought, oh, yeah, that's a definite red. That, that's for certain. But, Eric, what did you think of it? I I don't think it is after seeing it on TV. No, absolutely no way is that a red card. Um, it's he, he he jumps. He, well, he puts the challenge in before Southwood has possession. So the ball is loose at the point where he starts the, the challenge. 
he is not two-footed and the one foot that he does challenge with he's got his studs down um and he actually gets a bit of the ball like southwood does get there first so it is a foul um but nowhere red card no and neil warnock even said after the game if, if he didn't go for that ball i'd fine him and i think you'd agree if if that was a, a reading player putting that sort of challenge and getting sent off you'd be really annoyed um but obviously again seeing neil warnock annoyed about a refereeing decision at the select carlies in stadium is it's never bad so enjoyed that I do feel now I've struggled to say the select car leasing stadium. It's come up a lot more often. Yeah. <laughs> the ratio of it. No, that yeah. was, if that was a Reading player, I would be uh, quite upset if you got a red card there. But honestly, I think we would have won that game anyway. But there was a horrible moment right at the end, Nick, when nearly Joe Lumley comes up and does something absolutely fabulous. I could not resist that. I could not resist that line, the possibility. But to score, if you would have got the equaliser there as a goalkeeper, how sickening would that have been? I mean, yeah. that would be horrific. I think when it's your keeper, it's the best thing ever. When your goalie scores, as we know with Adam Federici, and even when you see, I think, in the player final National League last season, the Torquay goalie did it, and it was just great to watch as a neutral. It's, you know, it's what you want to see. But when it's your position goalie, it makes you sick. You just don't want to see it. And you see him going up. You see him waving to the bench and he's flapping his arms like, can I go? He's desperate. He's running up on halfway and he's desperate to get in that box. He's, Colin obviously gives him the approval straight in there. And the first corner, he actually keeps alive, doesn't he? He keeps it alive and we get another corner. And he's a big guy. He must be about six foot five, six foot six, Lumley. And he just, from where I was, it looked like he connects with it but not properly and it just skims wide and your heart goes in your mouth you just don't want them to equalize but especially from a goalkeeper it's it's the worst punishment it'd be completely undeserved as well from their point of view uh but luckily he hasn't connected with it properly it's gone wide and that was it that was their last chance and we saw it out that was great but yeah i would have been horrified if he had scored uh, yeah, it would have been a sickener. Uh, that would definitely have ruined my weekend. And I don't have any hesitation in saying that. To see a goalie score against us, Eric, would have been horrendous. Yeah, you never want to see that. And and it, it would have been, like Nick says, completely undeserved. So that's the thing. Like, it, it, if, the, if they had dominated or something and, and then they get a goal at the end, you could kind of say, OK, well, it was coming. But uh, they just really couldn't break Reading down. So you'd say it would have been undeserved and yeah, it would have ruined my weekend too. Well, as it stands, we are currently ninth in the league, which is pretty amazing considering only a few weeks ago, we were losing 4-0 at Huddersfield, looking absolutely dead, basically, Nick. Um, how has Panovic turned this around? Three consecutive wins and we're looking like a pretty decent team now. Yeah, I'll give him a lot of credit for this because I've been very critical of Panovic lately. And um, yeah, we lost to Huddersfield 4 now, and we didn't have the team, so it's not all his fault. We've had our injuries, but his game management and some of his tactical decisions have been very questionable. And that goes on into last season too. So it's not just uh, a one-game knee-jerk decision, but losing, this is, I don't mean it as a team like Huddersfield, but I don't think they'll be up there this season. And we lost 4-0 to them, which is really, really bad. Um, 
he's got his players in. He's got their, some of their fitness up. Drink water's come in now. Obviously, Dan hasn't featured, but Babarama has been massive for balance. Massive to have an actual left back in there. Another one who's come back in since the international break, where we look like we we're going down, is Ajaria. And not only have we missed his quality on the left, but we've also missed his work rate in a defensive capacity because he, he does help the left back out massively. So when we had McIntyre and Bristow or whoever else was playing there for that period of time, it it just wasn't. I think Delhi Bashiri might have played there for a game and it was just not working. It, the balance was wrong and teams targeted it and it worked. We seem to be getting away with it from the set pieces now as well. I don't know if he's changed something or if teams just, or I don't know if we've improved on it just over time or if teams just haven't been utilising our weakness. Um, but yeah, full credit to him. We've got a miss run now. I think he's laid the foundations to kick on and we can have a very good season. Um, obviously, I wouldn't say Pano out, but I also want him to keep this run of form going before I completely commit to him again. I'm desperate for a Reading manager to be in the position for three, four, five plus seasons now. We haven't had it so long and we want that foundation. Now, I don't want it to be the manager to have that time for the sake of it, but I'm dying for us to have that solid to good manager that we can build something with and have for the long, the long haul. And uh, yeah, I, I want him to do well. I want him to he start to turn it around. I want him to keep going and officially turn it around. And his game management has been better. He didn't have a lot of options today. He needed to do the fresh legs, but I think he, he did well with what we had. And, you know, Strickland came on, Stickland, sorry, came on and, and did very well. Got the block in, out of position again, 17. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how we've done it, but I think the players coming in have massively helped. And, yeah, full credit to Pano for proving so far a lot of us wrong. Yeah, what do you think of his uh, run since the international break there, Eric? That's 10 points um, from 12 and looking pretty decent, I'd say, most of them. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And um, especially today when you don't have any centre-halves, what do you do? And he puts Yedom in at centre-half, puts Tetek at right back and it's worked a treat. And you also got to think back to the Fulham game, you know, Fulham absolutely flying in the league. You go there and win. So... I think the the thing that probably has changed a bit is the players that have come in have had a, a bit more time. So players like Halilovic, a bit more time with the with the team. Getting Ajaria back is is massive. And also, if you if you look at the the quality of Rahman, Drinkwater, and Halilovic, there's no doubt that it's actually improved the quality of the squad overall. We're a better team when they're in the team. Uh, it just took a little bit of time to perhaps gel properly. And I think there's still improvement. There's still room for improvement. Um, but, yeah, the run since the international break, you've got to just say absolutely incredible. And um, I was also very critical of Paolo. And I think, yeah, he's starting to prove us wrong, which is which is exactly what I want. That's perfect. Yeah, no, totally. That's what everyone wants is uh, Reading just to be winning matches. It's not a personal thing, is it? So we've got two more games coming up over the next week or so. We've got uh, Derby County away during the week. And then we have got completely out of my head, Cardiff City, which are, both these games are not going to be straightforward. Nick, how many points would you be looking at from those two games? I think we should be happy with maybe three from that. I mean, Derby are doing okay so far, to be fair to them, but they're not a great team at the moment. They've barely got 11 players, senior players in their team. Uh, Cardiff haven't been great. They On their day, they're very good. They've got Kiefer Moore, Mick McCarthy's an experienced manager. They've got Sean Moore. You know, they're, they're a big physical team. Won't be easy, but they haven't been great. I think we can beat both. Um, I'd love it if we could. I'd, four points would be great, but... 
I think we should be satisfied if we got three, just because it's two away games. And but anything less would be disappointing based on our form and the fact that it is derby and uh, two winnable games, in my opinion. What are you going to go for then, Eric? How many points from those two? Yeah, I think three or four. I, I think if you can keep a clean sheet in in one of the games, then that's a good foundation to build on. We've kept this clean sheet today, so if we could do that again, just start giving that foundation some confidence to the goalkeeper. And credit to Southwood, by the way. Mm. Uh, he's coming to the team and he's actually performed quite well. Rafael was back today, but on the bench. And I think Southwood's got to keep his place the way he's played. So... I think next two games, yeah, a clean sheet and, yeah, one win out of the two games would be great. One of the great things about Southwood is his work with his feet. So much better than Raphael there. And it's not just the, like, the kicking long distance as a short pass and, and awareness. It, I just feel so much more comfortable. But I'm going to say, I'm going to be optimistic and say four points from those two matches. So thanks a lot to everyone who's listened to us. Um, if you haven't subscribed, please do, because uh, more listeners always welcome. Cheers. Thanks a lot for listening.